We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So now what they've done, they look at the Metropolitan, trying to hold on to home ice, get first place potentially versus, uh, you know, surpass the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is a team now that I think can absolutely emerge from the Metropolitan Division with the addition of Timo Meyer. That is Craig Button, former NHL GM. Some comments on TSN after the Devils picked up Timo Meyer. Trade deadline is Friday, and we're going to talk about it, uh, some of the rumors, some of the trades that have been made, some of the trades that might be made, what's going on with the Sabres. David Pagnota joining us. By the way, 803-0550 to join us. I forgot. Hold on. Jeremy's off for a few days. Joe's doing the show with me today. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. There you go. Phone lines are open. David is the editor-in-chief of thefourthperiod.com, which is a great place to go if you're looking for NHL trade rumors. He's joining us right now on our Western Hotline. David, it's Howard and Joe. Good morning. Nice to have you back on the show again. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Other than busy, I guess, is how are you. So, all right, let's, like I said, David, I want to do a combo of what's happened and what might still happen. The big news right now is the long-awaited-for trade is now done. Timo Meyer to New Jersey. Let's start there. What about the impact of the Devils getting Meyer? Oh, huge, without question. And this doesn't just apply to this season. Um, you know, he's, he's a restricted free agent. He's controllable, and that's something that their GM, Tom Fitzgerald, emphasized. But they're not just getting this player for this run. They're hoping that it's going to be a long-term fit uh, in, in New Jersey. And I, I know before the trade was consummated, they spoke to his agent, Claude Lemieux, about what, the, what an extension would look like. So they at least have an idea. Obviously, they didn't come with one. Uh, but they've got an idea as to what he's looking for. And they felt comfortable enough to pull this off that they could work towards an extension at some point down the road. That could be later this week. They could wait till the end of the season. But they know that his ballpark range is around $9 million per season. They're more comfortable in the eights. So they'll figure that out at some point. But this was something that, you know, they, they wanted to be in from the – and were in, really, from the start. Going back to when Mike Greer, the GM of the San Jose Sharks, announced that he's willing to take on calls for Eric Carlson back in – what was it, November, I think? That wasn't just a, a, a proclamation of Carlson's availability. It was a declaration that he was willing to listen on almost everybody – 
And New Jersey was one of the teams from the get-go that expressed interest in Meyer. They were able to get it done. It's a pretty good return, quite frankly. I know it's not. Some people are criticizing the trade in terms of what San Jose got back. It's not the big, flashy, sexy names. But this is a lot of quality that was sent back to San Jose, uh, especially on the back end. They get some some pieces up front as well. Andreas Janssen has been in the A. It's going to be sticking with the NHL club. Uh, Zetterlin's going to give an opportunity to spend some more minutes with, uh, with his new team. And the two kids they got on defense are two players that San Jose is very high on. Plus, they get at least a first-round pick um, as part of the package. So, a good deal overall and something that now gives New Jersey two lines that can do a lot of damage in the East. Does it feel like the contract, though, is a big reason why? Like you mentioned, like there are some good pieces to it, but when we talked about Meyer, I would have expected at least like the premium prospects to me a little bit higher in value. So is that you think a lot to do with the fact that there was no extension in place? And I guess how much were the sharks willing to, to let Meyer work for that? Cause you'd think if Meyer can work out an extension with a new team, that's only going to create more value for yourself in a trade. It, it, it normally, yeah, absolutely. It would. Um, and, and my understanding is that only, New Jersey was was able to talk to his camp about what it would look like. They never really got too far down the road. I know New Jersey, from what I was told to start, they said to them, okay, we'll, we'll come in and around somewhere in the sevens uh, in terms of $7 million over eight years. That didn't work. They were willing to go up in the eights, and then they just said, you know what, this is going to take a little bit too much time. we got to rush this thing. Let's just worry about this later. Um, you know, Vegas, St. Louis, uh, the Sabres kicked around a, a while ago, Detroit as well. There were a lot of teams that expressed interest, but never really got to that point. Really, it came down to uh, Vegas and and the Devils. And yesterday morning is really when New Jersey just took over entirely, and Vegas was pretty much out of it. So sometimes when these things happen, you know, yeah, if you can get an extension done relatively quickly, it'll up the overall value. Uh, And, you know, I think during the week last week, Alex Holtz was part of the discussion, one of their top prospects. And then when they came to the realization that there wasn't going to be an extension, they didn't want to take that risk. As of Friday, he was pulled out of the proposal from New Jersey. So, yes, it definitely has a play, and it definitely plays a factor. Uh, but it, they weren't able to get it done. Uh, I still, I, I, They're definitely comfortable with it. Um, obviously, they pulled it off. Uh, but I, I still think there's a lot of quality that went back to San Jose in this deal. David, do you think, uh, you know, from our standpoint here, things seem to be going well with the Sabres and the GM talks about sticking to their plan, not fast-forwarding yep. and all this other stuff, but you could make a case for need on defense. I don't know. Maybe they think they got to replace Tuck in the short term, whatever, maybe a goalie. Are you hearing anything about the Sabres in the rumor mill, I guess, is where I'm going? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has been followed towards uh, and, and aligning, obviously, with what you know Kevin Adams has been saying about sticking to sticking to the plan, thinking long-term. They've got two games left until the trade deadline kicks in, uh, one at home and then Boston, I think, the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is a team that, yes, they want to stick, stick with their plans. But one of the things I've been hearing, not just with Buffalo, a few other teams as well, uh, it sounds like they're kind of lurking in the weeds at this point. So what, what that means, effectively, is by the trade deadline and over the course of the next three, four days, Kevin Adams, from what my understanding is, is looking to see if he can add some pieces at a discounted rate. The longer this goes, the closer to the deadline. And it may, it honestly may be a situation where he waits until 2 p.m. Eastern, has a player in mind, goes to a team and says, all right, 
we got less than an hour to make this happen. Are you willing to take X instead of Y? Uh, are you willing to lower the price? I think that's where, you know, the Sabres may look towards making any additions, unless something falls into their lap prior. It sounds like Buffalo, as much as they're sticking to their plan, will look to see, hey, if there's an opportunity here to get something that can help us now and keep pushing us towards the postseason, uh, and, and it comes at a discounted rate than what the asking price was a few weeks ago, this may be something to pounce on. So I'm looking at Buffalo primarily in that regard. Again, unless something pretty significant happens uh, at left field, the phone call rings, and all of a sudden there's an opportunity to make a significant ad uh, with respect to sticking to the long-term plan. So uh, I don't want to say Meyer-esque because I, I don't think that caliber player, but if somebody is controllable that is that has term or is a pending restricted free agent, we saw Tanner Janot, for example, uh, move from Nashville to Tampa last night. If there's something of that caliber with from a contractual status perspective, I could see them perhaps making some some movement there because it fits into the long-term plan. Otherwise, I think Buffalo may be a team that, again, one of those lurking in the weeds types of clubs, prices drop, gives them an opportunity to help them now for, for a playoff stretch. I think that's something they would look at. Well, David, the guy I've wondered for, uh, we've talked about a lot for fitting into the long-term plan is Jacob Chikrin out of Arizona. Yeah. Um, and to me, he fits exactly what the Sabres would want for their roster. They need a, another defenseman outside their top three. And age-wise, he fits. He's 24. He's got two more years of control. But my thought on him has kind of been, he's at 4.6. If Arizona retains half and gets to 2.3, like that is going to allow a lot of teams to be in the bidding process that are otherwise aren't and might cause like contenders up against the cap to pay a premium for it. And the Sabres, I mean... They don't really need. I mean, they've seventeen million in cap space. They don't really need that cap uh, element of it that I think might allow someone else to outbid them. Yeah, and and that place that definitely factors in for teams that are looking to take on full contracts versus asking a team to retain. Now, I know there are some reports out there that you know Arizona is willing to retain, but it's exactly to your point, that's up the price. And I don't see a scenario where that actually plays a factor um, and, and actually actually comes into play here. Uh, I think if Chikrin has moved, and there are a lot of people that still believe, and I keep being told the same thing, that he will be moved by the deadline. I mean, we've seen it before, and it hasn't happened. So uh, I'm 50-50 on it right now because uh, we thought he was going to be an L.A. King a few weeks ago. It was very close. I, I don't see a scenario where it really makes sense, quite frankly, for Arizona to retain. And for teams like Buffalo that do have that cap space, uh, it makes it a, it, it's more fortuitous to say, hey, we don't need to worry about the money. Let's just figure out the main uh, nuts and bolts of this deal. Although, while he is a player that I, I would certainly benefit pretty much any club and would fit nicely with the Sabres, I don't think that's a guy that they're primarily focused on. Um, again, this may be a scenario where it falls into their lap. I, I just I haven't heard too much about that, to be perfectly honest. He he's been mentioned in in trade talks for over a year now. Like. Yeah. You mentioned, like, don't they finally kind of have to do it? Because I would start to wonder, David, like, if they don't do it, is the player going to be like, okay, what the hell are we doing here? Like, I'm still here. Well, they've been sitting him for, what, three weeks now, right? Yeah. Didn't they take him out of the lineup earlier, like, yeah. mid-February or something February for 11. trade release reasons, right? Yeah, yeah, February 11th. I was in L.A. Hmm. Uh, there was the big Dustin Brown ceremony. We were walking to the rink about... 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 local, and Arizona came out with their release that he's being sit for, uh, sat excuse me, for trade-related reasons. There was something in place with the LA Kings at that point, and something changed. 
I don't know if there was a cha- an asset change at the last minute. That's kind of what I'm led to believe. I don't know that 100%. But we were sitting there during the Dustin Brown ceremony just wondering and, and talking to people and going, okay, is this going to happen? This probably won't happen tonight. They may wait till tomorrow. And then eventually things just kind of fizzled. Um, L.A.'s still very much in the mix. You're right. He sat, I think it's seven games now. Now, he understands what's going on. Um, this is a little bit different than Vladislav Gavrikov in Columbus, who's also sat seven games. There's nothing close there after they thought he was going to Boston, and he thought he was going to Boston. He's been pretty – like, he's ticked off about that scenario. He wants to play. Chikrin definitely wants to play, but he understands that they're trying to move him, and he wants finality here. Like, this goes back – like, at the start of the season, he said, all right, just make this happen. Like, it wasn't an, an official get-me-out-of-here request, but it was do what you can to make this happen, please, because we need to figure this out. It's been over a year. Uh, at that point. So we're sitting on basically two seasons of Arizona trying to trade Jacob Chikrin and holding firm to their ass. So I give him credit there. But I think this is, you're getting to a point now where, okay, you've got to pull the trigger on this. The longer this goes, the worse it looks uh, on the organization as well. And again, they were very close. So I think, I know LA is still in the mix. There are other teams that have been circling. I think we will see something happen by the deadline on Friday. Uh, but there's always that part of me because of the history here that wouldn't be shocked if this goes to the summer. And, uh, man, I, I know he won't be happy about that. David, um, you know, Meyer was a big name. Um, between now and Friday, who are the biggest names left you think will be moving? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, aside from the Patty Kane situation, we all know he's going to be a Ranger midweek um, unless somehow they create additional cap space early. Uh, but looking at some of the other players outside of, of course, Chikrin as well. Um, you have Gavrikov. They're trying to make that happen uh, and have circled back with teams like Edmonton, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg as well. James Van Riemsdyk is one of the, I guess, topper echelon type uh, rental forwards right now. Um, he's going to be moved by the deadline. Philly is going to have to retain probably half of his $7 million cap hit. Wouldn't shock me if we see a third team come into play here to retain a little bit extra. But you've got teams like Minnesota, Winnipeg, Vegas, Dallas, that are looking at him um, to see, and there may be others if there's a, if there's a third party involved, um, but he's up there as well. You have Luke Shen on the back end, John Klingberg as well out of Anaheim. Brock Besser still very much available. Two more years left on his contract at 6.65 million. Vancouver's trying really hard to make that happen. Um, and then we're starting to hear more. Like we've heard these names before. We've heard John Gibson goalie out of Anaheim. We've heard JT Miller out of Vancouver. Um, these types of players are starting to creep up a little bit more. Colton Pareko out and Tory Krug out of St. Louis. Like these names have been popping up for a better part of the last few weeks, and we're starting to hear them getting a little bit louder right now. Now, it could be a result of the real bigger names like, like Kane and uh, Tarasenko off the board, Horvat and so on, and, and, and Meyer. Uh, it could be a result of those guys now being out of the market. But these players that I mentioned, you know, I throw Besser in there, Miller, Gibson, and uh, Pareko, the defenseman out of um, out of St. Louis, I think we're going to hear a little bit more noise over the next few days about those types of players as teams look to make some some different shifts because the market, especially up front, is is very thin now. Like JBR is a top forward rental right now, and with all due respect to him, and he's having a solid season. Yeah, right. Not the, the flashy name, right? So yeah. we're, we're going to see some moves. We're going to see some more activity this week, and Friday will be interesting, but. I'm very curious to see how those bigger names that I mentioned come into play. And then quickly, David, before we let you go, is there any goalie market really to speak of this week? 
Uh, on the lesser end, like I know in the update you guys talked about Cam Talbot. Yeah, that, that's getting there. Vegas circled back yesterday about Cam Talbot. But those are the types of players. I don't think we'll – unless something dramatic happens in Pittsburgh, I don't think we're going to see a trade right now that involves either a John Gibson or a Thatcher Demko out of Vancouver. Demko, there are conflicting reports that he would welcome a trade. He hasn't asked for a trade. But I can tell you, talking to people directly involved with the situation, uh, he would welcome one. But I think that's something that's more likely to happen in the summer. I look to Pittsburgh at both of those guys. Um, we'll see if somehow Ron Hextall decides, okay, to heck with this, let's go big fish hunting. Uh, but I don't get that sense just yet. The, the uh, website, by the way, David's website, and we advise you to go there because it's re- really cool, is thefourthperiod.com. The word, spell out the word fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H. And when you get there, right on the homepage, you can't miss the link for rumors. Click on it and plenty of good stuff. David, I know it's busy, so thank you very much for giving us some time this morning. You got it. I appreciate you having me. Enjoy the week. It should be interesting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward for the Bob Corkin pickup. David Pagnota joining us uh, from Editor-in-Chief from the fourthperiod.com of the did, Western. Did you get scared halfway through spelling the word fourth there? I did, yes. Because, I, you know why? <laughs> I could hear it. <laughs> be- honestly, because we have Firth jewelers go forth with Firth, yes, and it's F-O-R-T-H. Yes. It's different. Joe, at my age, you get scared about a lot of things. Yes, I had to think, okay, which way do I spell? <laughs> this is live radio. Which way do I spell fourth? Um, what are they going to do? Fire you? you I use that, are you going to use that a lot this week? I have week? totally not taken advantage of that the last few weeks. Like, I've not done anything stupid based on, what are they going to do, fire me? Does it feel like your last week? Um, not yet? No. Well, I don't know, Joe. Does it feel like... Yeah. Yeah, it does. Not completely. Like, it hasn't hit me yet. Like, Monday morning, I don't have to wake up at 4. Sure. Next week. Uh, I've thought about it, yeah. it, But not complete. I know I'm aware of it. I hope so. I, hope I mean, I do have I do have a, a, a <laughs> countdown tracker at home. You know, five days, <laughs> yes. four shows, three. Sh- I have a big piece of paper that I tear we, off a giant calendar. We have a, we have countdowns too. We have like the little they're like little whiteboard squares, oh, like magnets that go on the fridge. Man, so we've got one for the wedding date. We've got one for the honeymoon date, and then I've got one for the bachelor party, which is you don't have one till days in. till I take over for Howard. I do not. I do not have that. Okay, I, do not I thought have maybe that on you there. would keep that at home just no. in case. Um, do you think by Friday afternoon the Sabres will make a trade? I'm not nailing down a position. Do you think Kevin Adams will add a piece? Like David was saying, you know, they're kind of kind of laying yeah. back a little bit, laying in the weeds. You can certainly make a case for a defenseman. You have talked about the goaltender market. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you, you know, sounds like they want to try and play Anderson more down the stretch. Talks out for a while. Do you think they'll make some kind of deal by Friday afternoon? What's Friday afternoon? Like, the, by the time we would hear they're done? Or, like, by the time what? Like, are we talking before deadline? Or, like, we're just saying at some point on at Friday? At some point. Yeah, I think they'll do something. Pretty confident? I'm, I'm very confident. I'm very confident they'll do something. I don't know if it's going to be momentous, that it's going to be chickering. No, I don't think it will be momentous. Yeah, no, but I think it's going to be. I think, no, I don't think it will be momentous, by the way. If they add a piece. It's going to be something minor, a depth forward or a depth defenseman. Yeah. I don't think they're going to add a goalie, Joe, but it's not a big piece. Here's a trade I could see them doing: Rasmus Asplund for some team's depth defenseman. They you got know, a lot of forward depth. Maybe Tuck being out makes this less likely, but 
Asplund, I think, is a good player. He's a good bottom six defensive forward. Yeah. And he can't crack this lineup no. because they just have so many forwards. Even like yesterday, I would have thought, okay, maybe he goes back in, but I get why not because you're trying to replace Tuck's offense. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, you would think he does a little bit more of that than Asplund does, who's a very he's a defensive minded forward. So he's a player that's worth being in the NHL. He's a like I said, I think he's a very good bottom six player. So go trade. You're very good bottom six player that can't crack the lineup. Go find a team that's got a great blue line, and they've got a really good third-pair defenseman that can't crack the lineup because of how many guys you got. I don't have a name ready for you on that, but something like that. That's a hockey trade that you could do that isn't like a blockbuster, but kind of fits. Yeah, I know we got to get to break. I was just—it's either going to be a bottom, it's a bottom, it's a third-pairing defenseman. Or a bottom six forward. And I think I would lean towards the third pairing defenseman as number one on the chart. If he makes a move, I think it's for a third pairing defenseman. I, I'd, I'd almost, honestly, I'd almost be surprised if they don't add some kind of defenseman piece by the deadline. Also, how he, David mentioned Vegas is in on like all these big trades. Yeah. How? Still looking for a goalie, apparently, how? right? He said they're in on Talbot, I guess. They are paying out right now in salary. $95 million. That's including the St. Louis deal? the bar- bar- they got, including, they got including Barbershop. They are now paying $95 million. <laughs> the salary cap is 82 They're on long-term injury reserve, I assume. They've got guys on long-term. They do, Mark Stone at nine and a half. He's going to come back at some point, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Is he? I don't understand how they keep pay- paying people. Yeah. Like, eventually... Eventually, this has to this has to end. Like next year, they already have eighty million dollars on their books. Already, I just I don't get it. I don't get how they always find money. It's Eight, crazy. Sorry, eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Big uh, win for the Sabers yesterday. We're talking about the win, the playoff race, the injuries with Tuck and Darlene, the trade deadline coming up Friday. You can join us on that. If there's anything else you want to get to, that's fine too. We do have some football stuff we want to get to as well. So we'll do that in a moment. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 